the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. This is Joshua Sasso, and I'm going to be filling in for Pastor Chris this week. God bless you guys so much. We are so close to 2016. Christmas is right around the corner, and the new year is just about to begin. What an exciting time we are living in. Before we begin, I just want to remind you of the prophetic gathering of the saints. If you're not yet registered for this event, you need to get registered. This is not something that you want to miss. You do not want to miss this event. Last year, at the 2014 Prophetic Gathering of the Saints, so many prophecies were released about the United States, about the church, and many of us stood in awe as they began to manifest over the course of 2015. And they're still continuing to manifest in the political sector, in the business sector, in the church, and throughout the nations. And so it's really exciting. And we're going to be hearing more about what God has in store for 2016. So if you're not yet registered for the prophetic gathering of the saints, you can register by going to www.sogmi.org. Again, that's www.sogmi.org. When you get to the website, hit the event tab, and you'll see where you can register for the Prophetic Gathering of the Saints. Registration is $60 per person. Dinner is going to be served, so when you register, you can pick your meal. It is a formal dress occasion, so be sure to dress in formal attire. We want to dress up for this event, and it's going to be so awesome. We're going to be praising the Lord, ushering in the new year. We're going to hear about what God has in store for this year. But moving on... Today, I want to talk to you about focusing on the God that called you, focusing on God, not paying attention to your situation, not paying attention to yourself or focusing on yourself, but believing in the God that called you. And when we do that, that's when we can start to live in the blessing that he has for us because we're no longer wrapped up in ourselves. So if we turn to Genesis 12, Genesis 12 verses one through three, now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, I will bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you, and in you all families of the earth shall be blessed. So in this verse, God is basically calling Abram out of a place of comfort. So he was called away from his family, away from everything that he knew, to a place that was unknown to him. As Pastor Chris has said, and continues to say many times, the place where God is taking us is a place where we have never been before. So with this in mind, we can't remain comfortable. We have to allow God to pull us out of our place of comfort. So God called Abram. 
He said, get out of your country, away from your family, away from your father's house to a land I will show you. So in verse 4, it says, so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Now, this is interesting. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. 75. It just goes to show that when it comes to God, age doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. All that God requires is a willingness to obey him. In Hebrews 11, 8 through 10, it says, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. You see... Abram, whose name was later changed to Abraham, focused on God. He believed in the God that called him and chose not to focus on his own situation. If he had focused on himself, he would have mentioned to God, God, I've lived here with my family and my people for 75 years. Now you decide to call me? Many of us, if we had been in Abraham's place, we would have told God, I was born here, I grew up here, and I'm going to die here. Because we get so comfortable in our place. Even if we aren't aware of it, a lot of times God tries to call us out of the place that we're used to. Because if we continue to remain comfortable, if we continue to do the things that we've always done, God can't use us for the miraculous. God can't call us to the greater work. Because he's taking us to a place that we've never been before. So Abraham didn't think like this. No, he was willing to forsake everything and leave it behind and go to a place he did not know. He didn't even know where he was going or what God had in store for him, but he knew God and he trusted in the plan that God has for him. And that's the attitude that we need to have. When God calls us to do something, we need to just trust in the God that called us. What do we know about God? God is all loving God is all-powerful and he's all-knowing. So when he tells us to do something, we know that he has our best interest, right? God would never tell us to do something that would bring about strife, would bring about pain. He always has our best interest because he's all-loving and he has the ability to make it happen. Amen? Now, many of us are familiar with the story of Abraham and Sarah. God tells Abraham in Genesis 17 that the promise... And his covenant will be fulfilled through Isaac, a son that would be born through his wife, Sarah, not Hagar. Now, this comes to pass in Genesis 21, when Sarah, who was very old, and Abraham, who was even older, they conceive, and Sarah gives birth to a son, and they name him Isaac. So this is the promised child that God promised Abraham. However, in Genesis 22, verse 2, God appears before Abraham and says, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So here is God. He's telling Abraham to take his only son, the very thing that God promised him, the son that God said, God himself said, from which many nations would be born. And he told Abraham to offer him as a burnt offering unto God. 
So what did Abraham do when he was faced with this situation? It says in verse 3, this is Genesis 22, verse 3. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. He split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God told him. Abraham left immediately the next day. He didn't hesitate. He didn't mourn. But the Bible says he arose early the next day and left as the Lord instructed. How was he able to do this? Here God had promised, God had promised that Isaac would be his heir. Isaac would give birth to many nations and that his descendants would come through Isaac. And when God told him, now go kill your son and offer him as a sacrifice to me, he immediately left the next day. Why was he willing to sacrifice the very thing that God promised him? Well, it's revealed in Hebrews eleven seventeen through 19. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from which he also received him in a figurative sense. You see, throughout the whole endeavor, Abraham remained focused on God and the heart of God. His reasoning, as Hebrews 11 explains, was that even if he killed Isaac, God was able to raise him up. He said, it's like, well, God told me to kill him, and God also told me that Isaac would be the son through whom the blessing would come. So Isaac has to stay around. So he says, even if I carry this out, God is able to raise him up and he will fulfill his promise because God is all loving. God is all good. God is all righteous. So if God said that something's going to come to pass, it's going to come to pass. So Abraham knew that God was the one who promised him that his descendants would come through Isaac. So he didn't even flinch when God said to offer him as a sacrifice. Because he knew the heart of God. He focused on the God that called him. And that brings me to my point, which is that despite whatever it is that God's calling you, despite the place that God is calling you to do, however uncomfortable it is, as long as we stay focused on God, as long as we stay focused on the heart of God who called us, then we can go forth and begin to live in the blessing. Because we know that God has our best interest. The other thing is that when you think about it, Abraham, when he was still called Abram, when he was living with his family, he was completely content. He was satisfied where he was at, right? He lived with his family. He was at his father's house. Everything around him he knew, he was familiar with, he was comfortable in that place. He was even satisfied. However, God was not satisfied. God had a greater plan for Abraham than even Abraham had for himself. Do you think Abraham, while he lived with his family, was thinking, oh, I will become a great nation, and through me all the nations of the earth will be blessed? No, that wouldn't have even entered Abraham's mind. But God had a greater plan. That's why God took Abraham out of that place, because he wanted so much more than even Abraham wanted for himself. He wanted so much more. What do we know about the will of God? God tells us in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, 
For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come to me and pray to me and I will listen to you. So what is it that God has promised you? What is the thing that God has spoken over your life? Whether it be about your financial situation, whether it be about your family members, don't look at the situation. Don't look at the facts. Instead, focus on the God who told you those things, who promised you those things. If we would just look to God and look outside of ourselves and allow him to pull us, allow him to pull us away from our area of comfort, away from the thing that we always rely on, and go into the land that God is going to show us, then we can start to live in the blessing that he has for us. In Genesis chapter 15, the Lord makes another covenant with Abram, and this was before he was named Abraham. This is starting with verse 1. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. See, this is Abram confronting God with the facts, with his situation. Verse 4, Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir. But a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Verse 6. Abraham believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. So what does that say? Abram believed what God said. He didn't remain stuck and his situation, he didn't keep thinking back, Oh God, oh God, give me a son. Oh God, give me a son. Once God said it, and once God said, You will have a son through your own flesh and blood, it was a done deal for Abram. It was already set in stone because God said it, because he knew the kind of God that he served. And that's what it needs to be like for us. But oftentimes, what do we do? We cry, Oh God, oh God, when will this manifest? If God says... I have a spouse for you. We cry, oh God, oh God, when will I get married? If God says, I want to bless your business, we say, God, God, bless my business. The thing is, is that from the moment that God says it, it should be set in stone for us. The moment God says it, we shouldn't have to feel the need to cry out to God, to continually pray and mourn and cry out some more, God, God, how long must I toil? If God said that he's going to do something, why don't we just believe that God is willing and able to make it manifest? We shouldn't have to keep bringing it before him again and again and again. From the moment that God says it, it should be set in stone for us. The problem is, is that we keep going back and forth. We're saying we want to trust God and then we keep holding on to that little thing that we don't want to let go of because we don't trust him. What does that show when we're not willing to surrender it to God? That we don't trust him 
to take care of it for us. Those things, those desires that we hold on to, if we would surrender them to God, God is willing and able to make it manifest. But he can't manifest it unless we allow him to work in our lives. So no more of this continual pleading with God. The minute that God says it, it should be set in stone for us. And the other thing that I want to point out, Abraham just wanted a son. He just wanted an heir, right? But God took that even further. God told him that his descendants will be as numerous as the stars. It wasn't just enough for God to continue Abraham's family line. No, he had to one-up him and take it even further to where his descendants would be as numerous as the stars. You see, brothers and sisters, that one little thing that you're focused on, that one thing that you are praying so hard for God to get manifested, God has so much more in store for you than just that little thing. Than just that one thing that we get so caught up on, that we get so stuck on, that takes all of our focus, all of our energy, and it's like, God, if you would just manifest this one thing, if you would just bring about this one thing, you think that if that one thing comes, you'll be happy. If we would stop focusing on that one thing, on those little things that we want God to manifest, stop focusing on our situation, and just look at God, believe in the God that called us, then God will not only manifest those things, but he has so much more in store for you. So much more. God is a God of abundance. God is a God of overflow. It's not just enough for him to manifest blessings in our lives. He wants us to be so overflowing with blessings that we can't do anything but to pour out the blessings over other people and to bring other people into the promise. But we have to, we have to believe in God and we have to stop looking at the things that are around us. Stop looking, as Pastor Chris has been talking about for many weeks now, we have to stop looking at the facts. Stop looking at the situation, but look to God. If we would do that, brothers and sisters, if we would focus on the promise that God told us, if we would focus on the nature of God, who God is, and if we would focus on just loving God, then all these things will follow. Jesus himself said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these things will be added unto you. And you see, that's not just a seeking after God to get your blessing. No, that's dedicating yourself, loving God unconditionally. Because we know that if we search after God, if we draw near to God, if we love him, he always, always has our best interest. He loved us, brothers and sisters, while we were still sinners, while we were still sinners. So, so much more now that he would want to bless us, now that we are following him, now that we have been saved and we have come to the knowledge of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So, as we approach 2016, as we're approaching this new year, brothers and sisters, I encourage you, let us focus on the God that called us. He is calling each and every one of us to get out from our comfort zone, to get out of that place that we're comfortable, and go into the land that he's showing us, just like he called Abraham. When we do that, that's when the blessings, that's when the manifestations are going to come forth. 
but it'll only come forth through faith in God and believing in the God that called us. As it says in James, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So, let us have faith in God. Before we go, let me pray with you. Dear Heavenly Father God, I lift up each and every one of these listeners, Lord. I pray, God, that you would open their eyes, Lord, to your goodness, to the things that you have for them, Lord. Show them, Lord, that your plan for them, your plan to bless them, Lord, is so much greater than even what they have in mind, Lord. I also call forth, Lord, healing of relationships, healing of physical bodies, Lord, in Jesus' name. I come against all illness. I come against the spirit of death. Lord, in Jesus' name, and I loosen forth life over each and every one of these listeners, Lord, in Jesus' name. I speak forth, Lord, financial breakthrough, Lord, spiritual breakthrough, emotional breakthrough, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you right now are reaching out your hand and you are touching each and every one of these believers, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. And I speak forth most, God, I thank you, God, that they would be enamored and completely inundated, Lord, with your love, God, in Jesus' name, that they would come to know you, in a way that they have never known you before, more intimately and more personally, Lord, than they have ever known you before, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, for your continued revelation, God, that you continue to give us each and every day, Lord, as your word becomes more and more alive to us, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God, for everything that you're doing in your church, in your body, Lord, as we bring 2015 to a close, God. I pray, God, that we would finish the race of this year, Lord, strong in the name of Jesus. That in everything we do, God, we would press on and finish this year, Lord, with a bang. We thank you, God, for all of these things, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Brothers and sisters, I just want to encourage you, we are in a season of manifestation. The new year is just weeks away. It's just weeks away. I'm telling you this because I don't want you to regret anything. I don't want you to miss your opportunity or finish this year with regret. God is working in the spiritual realm right now. He's working in his body and he's working in the church. He's working in the government. He's working in the business sector. And if we're not attentive, if we're not listening, we're going to miss something, brothers and sisters. We need to be receptive, we need to listen, and we need to be open to hearing the voice of God so that we can finish this year out strong. This is so important. So please, I urge you to take time, sanctify yourself, set yourselves apart to hear from God before the year is over. Because entering into this new year, things are going to be accelerated so fast there's going to be exponential increase. It'll happen to where we'll blink and we'll have missed it if we're not listening now and paying attention to what God is telling us. So please examine your hearts. Come before the Lord. Before we go, I just want to remind you, I said it earlier, but do not, do not forget to register for the Prophetic Gathering of the Saints. You do not want to miss this event. Go to our website, www.sogmi.org. You can register there. You can pay. You can choose your meal and everything. The other thing, too, is if you've missed any of our broadcasts or you want to hear this broadcast again, go to our website, www.sogmi.org. You can listen to all of our recent broadcasts. You can download them, put them on your phone, your computer. So be sure to listen to them. We'll be uploading this broadcast, the one that you're listening to right now, Monday evening 
on our website, www.sogmi.org. Another thing, the prophetic voice of our time is now on iTunes, brothers and sisters. So if you want to download it to your iTunes account, if you want to put it on your iPod, put it on your iPhone, search for the prophetic voice of our time in the iTunes store under the podcast section. You'll find us there. Come visit our Sunday services. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m., and we meet every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We are located at 8419 Callahan Road, right here in San Antonio, Texas, off Interstate 10. Feel free to stop by, come and visit, come and see what we're up to over at Freedom Fellowship. We'd love to have you. Thank you again so much for listening. God bless you. Until next time. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.